Hello, hello, hello. The first ever X podcast. I'm here with uh, Anthony Johnson. But uh, before we even get started, I just want to send a big uh, thank you to Iowa Event Center and Wells Fargo Arena for uh, sponsoring this podcast. Uh, it means a lot to me, and I appreciate the love, guys. So thank you very much. Uh, this is impossible without them. But now back to my first guest on the show. As you guys see, I have Anthony Johnson Jr. Yes, sir. And uh, this is no, this is no random guy. This is a what three-time, what we'd say, all honorable mention, yeah. Big Twelve cornerback. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, the stats provided, you know, they speak for themselves, man, on what yes, you sir. do. So I'm excited to have you, and I'm excited that you know you you allow me to be able to interview you, man. Yeah. And just talk. Yeah, you know, it's a big honor just to be on the show, but to be the first first one, I mean, you know, I love our friendship real, you know. But, hey, I appreciate being on this. The X-Pod. No, I had to keep it Florida, man. I had to yeah. go with my first guy from Florida. You're mm-hmm. not too far away from me. What are you, like three hours maybe? So, you know, right when we got back here, I, I had to get you on the first one because I think, you know, you're you're a cornerstone of what Iowa State represents. And uh, I don't say that just because you're right in front of me. I yeah, actually mean sure. that. But, uh, you know, you, you just look at it like, uh, what was it, maybe two weeks ago, you're taking pictures and you're posting them on Twitter of the uh, we will yep. and the signs. And, like, you take that stuff to heart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, that that means a lot to you. Can you kind of explain, you know, why that means a lot to you and, you know, why you take so much pride in that? You know, I take so much pride in it because, like, for me, it's all about being, like, a great human, being a great leader and, giving back to other people and you're better together. You know, they say, if you want to go fast, go alone. You want to go far, go together. And I'm a firm believer in that. So, you know, that, that, that stuff is real. And sometimes it gets monotonous and, you know, I just put that out there, you know, really, really for my teammates and really for recruits coming in, like, like this, this is serious. This is, this is what this uh, program, this culture was built on and it's what it's going to continue to, get built on and take us to where we need to be. And I think, you know, when you say that, you know, this is what this program is built on. A lot of people think it's probably a hoax. Like if you're not around and you're not inside these walls, which, you know, a lot of people say, mm-hmm. you know, outside noise always say, you know, you don't, you know, they always have their own perspective from the outside. But when you're really inside, you're in here every yeah. day. Like, I feel like you feel that, like you can feel that energy and, you know, it, you may get tired of it. Like you said, it becomes monotonous. You know, mm-hmm. it's very hard to keep going. But I think when you have players like yourself and other players on the team who really embody the, you know, the meaning of Iowa State, I think, you know, it becomes easy to come in and, and work every day because, you know, that's what we do. We work every day and it's not easy. But, um, you know, I think that's what you do really good. I think, you know, yeah, ha- having you here, that's. I And I appreciate that. You know, I had an interview for class with Coach Runda and one of the things we talked about in there was like, he had his perspective from the outside of what it's like. And when he got here, it's like, wow, like this, this is really what it is. So, you know, just to hear that from him, it's like a pat on the back. Like, yeah, we, it it makes you keep going. Like, yeah, we are doing things the right way and doing it the right way still works. Yes, most definitely. I can't agree with you more, you know, being here. I I do think it, uh, I think it does doing the right way pays off in the end. And even when, you know, you're in the dark, it, it may not seem like it, but, that light's coming. I feel yeah. like that light's coming for us very soon. Very soon. But, uh, you know, I don't really want to touch too much on football with you. I mean, you're a brilliant intellectual man. You have a lot of, you know, a lot of interests. So, you know, one of the main things that I want to start with is, uh, 
you know, your youth. When did you kind of, you know, who taught you these foundations that you built yourself on that you talk about, like the belief and, you know, if we go far, if, if you want to go far, you have to do it together. Who kind of like taught you those morals? Man, I had so many, so many people in my life that played an important role and all of them kind of had the, the same values and, and, and standards of being a great person and valuing people, you know. So I would say like my mom, all my coaches and all my mentors that I have outside of football and, you know, just all the leaders and, and people that I've been around that's been a part of my life have like that guided me in this direction. And, you know, they've been genuine with it. So that's kind of where I really got it from. And you're from St. Petersburg, right? Yes, yeah, thank you. So I don't think a lot of people know what Florida is like. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people get a glimpse of it from vacations. Yeah. But I really want to touch in with, you know, when you were growing up, St. Petersburg isn't, wasn't an easy place to grow no. up in. You know, to see how you are now, I know that, you know, like you said, you had great mentors. You had people there for you. Uh, can you kind of explain, you know, what it was like to kind of separate yourself from, you know, the group of, you know, where you kind of saw everybody else going down mm-hmm. and then the path that you chose? Because I don't think that's easy. That's not an easy choice to mm-hmm. leave maybe even some of your closest friends who you kind of felt were going maybe in the wrong direction. And you had to, you know, stick to your choices of what could get you out of St. Peter- Petersburg. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's big kudos to you because not every person can do that. And I think you've seen that today, you know, in society. So, yeah, I like the piggyback off that. I say that it, it was very hard, but, you know, I was a very determined young man. So that's what got me through my situation. But a little bit about, you know, my my upbringing and living in St. Pete. You know, I grew up I grew up poor with like no government assistance. And, you know, I lived in a motel with eight people, two half beds. You know, I got crackheads, drug dealers, gangs. I got everything around me, everything that's want me to fail and you know for for me having those people in my life that i call like my foundation it was it was it was hard but they always directed me in 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 the right way to go so it was in growing up in st pete it, it was hard you know majority of my friends are still in that cycle as i like to say they're back in st pete with a minimum wage job still fighting the same struggles that that their their parents were fighting you know and for me i was just very determined i had a lot of people who helped who helped me and you know i just stayed the course yeah no you sure didn't you know Mm -hmm. it's great to you know here i think last year is when the senior speech is when you told us all that yeah and uh, i remember looking around and i remember seeing so many grown men crying mm-hmm. at your story and like you know i even said to myself you know don't cry x don't yeah. cry because you can get teary like yeah. you gave us the short version mm-hmm. and you know thank the lord that you gave us the short version because mm-hmm. you know I, I feel some type of way when you tell your story because i like to see you succeed because i feel like you deserve it mm-hmm. and not only do you deserve it but you put in the time and effort into wanting to be great and, and wanting to be you know that anthony johnson that mm-hmm. that lockdown corner now i say that because it's twofold you moved to safety this yeah. year. Yeah. Can you tell us how that was during the spring, how safety was kind of getting into a new position and stuff like that? Yeah, I'll, like I said this, I told Coach Campbell like on the first practice, he didn't hear me, but I was like, 
Coach, I'm as nervous as I've ever been. Like, even before a game, I'm like, oh, my God. I put in the work mentally, but, you know, getting those physical reps yeah. is different. And, like, after I think I had, like, got a PBU that day. And after that, the rest was history. You know, the transition for me has been has been very, very good. I would say that, like, one of the positives that I see is, like, you can't tell that it's my first time playing safety. And, you know, it's different, but it's almost easier I've always wanted to play quarterback. For, right wrong, yeah, okay. right wrong ain't different. I want to play quarterback too. <laughs> Good or not, I always want to play quarterback. So now I get to be the quarterback. And, you know, for me, it's always like I'm, I'm further off. So now I'm breaking down on the ball and I can see the ball and I can get the ball. So for me, it's like it's an opportunity of a lifetime. Like I can, I can do – I feel like I can do so much in this defense at this safety position. You know, I'm really excited for it. And I think that's what kind of got overlooked when you were playing corner. Mm -hmm. And I'm only saying that because you're probably one of the best tackling corners I think I've gone against. Mm -hmm. And that's in real games, too. Mm -hmm. I just think you bring – there's just something like – you know when someone has something different about them? Mm -hmm. I feel that with you. You have something different. You always want to compete with me on one-on-ones. Even when you're at safety now, mm -hmm. you tell me to get in the slot all the time, and we go in the slot. By the way, he is – what three what is it three two three two one of them was my fault i dropped the ball i can admit that he ain't played good defense on that one that he was just did or he didn't. you know that but no seriously though i think you know adding you into that safety group and people will say that's a young group but that's from the outside yeah they don't really see the inside of the day-to-day -day and what they did in the spring can you kind of go over some of the, you know the leaps that you've seen from the safety room since you've got there yeah, you know, they've grown immensely in the film room and having an understanding of the game, you know, sitting down and breaking down the game with them and showing them how it's supposed to go. And I piggyback off the, you know, age is nothing but a number. Like, yeah, they're young on paper, but come out here and watch these guys play. I guarantee you won't say that they're young. So, yeah, they've for me, it's been – I'm very appreciative of them because they took me in with open arms. You know, they, they let me lead. They're willing to follow and they're willing to lead. Cause I pushed them like, I'm not just one leader. Everybody leads, everybody brings something different to the table so we can get the most out of this and do what we're going to do. Now with that, you know, you're leaving a big piece because I, I will say you were for the most part, it was, it was an Island, mm -hmm. whether you went zone or in man, mm -hmm. Off, offenses did not throw you the ball. Maybe yeah. I could be tripping. I don't know. Maybe I'm, you know, You're not. I'm sitting on the bench sometimes. I don't really get to see the whole view of everything. But at safety, I feel like you're going to get more action. It's, I'm going to let you go. Then I did. Then I thought you were going to get at corner because at corner, it's easy to take you out of the game plan. It's, 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 it's very easy, especially for me personally in our defense. Like, at first, they would go at the boundary. Mm -hmm. That that changed rather quickly once you see who's in there. And for me, I feel like moving to safety, I'm able to do so much more. Like, I still don't feel like nobody game-wise have seen uh, my fullest potential at corner. Like, you haven't seen, like, because some of the stuff you see that I do in practice, people don't even know that I can do it. They probably think, you know, that's an average average player at best. But you come out here and you watch me practice, I think that I'll be able to showcase, like, oh, my God, yeah, my full ability at mm -hmm. this position. So I'm excited at that, too. And 
Uh, the spot that I'm in right now is probably the most attacked spot, as we both know, for the last couple of years. Like, you're not running from – you can't run from no field safety. It'll be interesting to see if people do that. I don't think they will, and I'm excited. I hope they don't. Um, but you can't you – can't, I don't think you can run from field safety, but you can run from a boundary corner in our defense. You can just decoy and get away. But, yeah, so a lot of times when stuff like that happens and they're not going at you, you can't really see someone's ability. It's like – Yeah. No, yeah. you can definitely – you can just take them out of the game. Yeah. And I felt like that's for the most part what people did, except for kind of in the run game. You would see them try mm -hmm. to attack you. Mm -hmm. But in my opinion, like I said before, you were the best corner I've seen tackle, willing to tackle and mm -hmm. does – a great job tackling. So I don't think, you know, that wasn't something that that got shut down very quickly yeah. is what I'm trying to say. But, you know, I think, you know, one thing with that, though, with you leaving is that you naturally have corners who have had you in the room and now you're not there. So now you have, I wouldn't even say a new piece of corners because you have Miles Purchase, who mm -hmm. in the Clemson game played terrific. I don't know if people remember the fade ball, but I remember mm -hmm. that. That's when I knew he was one of them. That's mm -hmm. when I knew he was a dog inside. You have TJ. He's proven to be very good. And I always say this, TJ, besides you, TJ is probably the most troubling corner because of mm -hmm. his length, which yep. is insane. Yep. You also, I think people forget about is you have Tavon Kyle. Yep. Freakishly athletic. So could you kind of say what you see now in that corner room? And do you feel like you left it a better place than, you know, you got there? You know, in that corner room now, I see, I see, I see a lot of potential and I see people not trying to reach their fullest potential. I see them like catching, they're, they're getting their fullest potential. Um, they got a, they got, they got a very good group. Even, even I think DP, his just, raw ability and length he brings something extra to that room you know I felt like I left that room with fearlessness you know belief and confidence and and worth ethic worth ethic I think that's what I left that room with I think those guys ate that up and that's why I think they're in good hands especially with kind of you know you got Miles and TJ with Tavon leading that for what he's done this past year and how he stepped up this past spring is has been amazing and I feel like the sky is is the limit for them guys for those guys now I want to definitely take a break away from football because like I said you know in my intro my first episode I ever did I didn't want to talk too much about football because I wanted people to get to learn the player yeah and, you know, I feel like you're an interesting player besides your story growing up. Mm -hmm. I kind of want to start with, you know, when did you kind of realize your your capability in life and not 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 football, but like your purpose? Like what you like? What did you enjoy Man. outside of football? Man. So that's crazy. So I didn't really realize I didn't find my purpose. till I would say my sophomore year in college. And now that I know it, it's like, wow, it's, that was been God has shown me like that's my purpose since forever. So it was it was like I forgot what day it was, but I was just sitting there thinking and just thinking about life. And I'm like, man, what is my purpose? Like, it's about that time. I need to know what my purpose is in life. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, man, I'm always pushing people to not only be good in football, but to be the best human that they can be in pushing them to do things they've never done and be more for themselves. So I realized that my purpose in life is to help others. 
like in, in any way I can, whether that's a coach, whether that's a social worker, whether whatever it is, that's that's my purpose. And it's my purpose not only because that's what I enjoy doing genuinely, but I also feel like I said before, I had so many people in my life that did that for me. I know that I have I know what the impact is. I've been the, a direct impact of it. And that's what I want to be for someone else. So that's kind of when I figured out. I think purpose. I think one you could be one and I'm not going uh, mm-hmm. to what I want to say is, you know, you could be one. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yes. Of a coach. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, I do think you could be a really good motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, and I think, you know, it, it's it's really weird because when you're when you're 22, 23, you kind of don't understand the impact that you have around you. You get it, but you don't fully yeah. understand it. And I think when you look back on it 10 years, 15, 20 years from now, you're going to really see that, like, you left an impact on people. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that because, like you said, you are a direct impact of others helping you out. I can confidently say you are an impact on helping me out. And I've told you this countless yeah. times. You know, when I when I broke my thumb, you like you were the main person kind of there for me when I was going through it. Mm-hmm. You were the main person telling me not to give up. You're the main person telling me to look at the positive side of things. And as a player, being on a team, but also as a man, that, that truly does mean a lot. And I don't want that to go ever unnoticed mm-hmm. in this friendship because I do think, you know, that pulled me out of a deep hole that I was starting to dig myself in. Mm-hmm. And I just saw a hand at the top pulling me back up. So, I, you know, I really appreciate that from you. But that also goes to how many, you know, the people around you who just put that abundance of love and joy into you, you can really see it starting to come out later on. And I think that's what it always does. It always comes out when you start to get older, you start to realize that what people did for you as a kid starts to kind of show up because yeah. it's, it's, it's deep in your system. It's in your roots. And I think, you know, your mom, everybody. I saw them at the TCU game. They yeah. they did one incredible job, and I, I can just tell. I, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spider Man. He had the yeah. Spider Man. What was it? Beanie on yeah. with the Spider Man blanket. Yeah, but um, you know, I I didn't mean to go off track too much, but that that that's definitely that yeah. purpose is. Yeah, and and for me, it's not about like, you know, I don't care. If you have 1,500 yards, however many catch touchdowns, like, I care. Like, yeah, you're a dog. I expect you to do that. But for me, it's like, bro, how how can I help you grow to the best version of you? How can I help you get whatever you want outside of football? Like, be a better person. Because that's what – in this world that we're in right now, in this society, I feel like the more the more people that we have that are selfless and for others, you know, I feel like we can really change it. So that's kind of what I like to put into the atmosphere. And it starts with a ripple effect, man. I, I've seen it go through that whole safety room. Everyone talks a little bit more. You've done, you got everybody out of their shell a little bit more. So once again, that's kudos to you. I think, you know, what you do and your impact on the field, but off the field is almost as extreme as, you know, how you, your performance, your performance matches both areas. There's no dip in one. We're all human. You may have yeah, one bad day, but sure. that's why you have other people to pick you up. So, you know, now I kind of want to get into the whole thing of, you know, Anthony. Yeah. What makes Anthony Johnson Jr. Anthony Johnson Jr.? What what makes you what what wakes you up in the morning 
it makes you want to go get it. Oh, that's a good question. I like that. I just answered this the other day, talking to the couple of defensive guys, and I'm like, man, for me, you know, I find something that motivates me that's going to get me going and motivate every day. Kind of like, you know, first day of pass, everybody's juiced up. First day of camp, everybody's juiced up. First day of uh, first game, everybody's juiced up. So I'm chasing that feeling constantly every day because everybody knows what that feels like. you like going, no matter what drill. Like, yeah, you're going to go 15 periods or whatever, but you're going to be 110 I'm giving you all. So I'm chasing that feeling every day. And I, have a, I don't have one sole thing that motivates me because it could get monotonous from – you know, previous experience. So I have a lot of things like, you know, my faith, first and foremost, you know, talk to God every day, um, motivational videos, uh, quotes, um, you know, obviously my, my upbringing and my situation now at home. And if I'm blessed, if I'm blessed one day, maybe one of y'all, you, Hunter, or even a defensive guy will say something. Like, you don't know. You don't know. You may have been like, uh, uh, you may have gotten one time. Oh, I, I know the day. I know that 6 a.m. workout. Mm -hmm. I came yeah. in there all juiced up. It's like mm -hmm. the fourth day. I remember it like it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. I came in there the fourth day. And I said, ooh, <laughs> it's all. We got drills today. Yep. Hey, Ant, what yep. you going to do today? Because yep. you looking a little pudgy yeah, over there. That's exactly what you said. And you were you were laughing and joking around with me, but after I said that one line, I never heard from you for the rest of the day. You yeah. put your headphones on in the locker room, you took them off, you went outside, you stretched, you didn't say a peep. Mm -hmm. And when we got out there to do them drills, mm -hmm. what was it? Maybe the first five, mm -hmm. six drills we did. I mean, you are taxing me. Yeah, I'm gonna kick that taxing out. me. <laughs> you are taxing me. Yep. And it took me until then to realize. If you poke the bear, yeah, you better be ready for the yeah. repercussions. Because mm -hmm. my repercussions didn't come until after that six one yeah. when I started to get it back. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's not playing around no more. All right, let me mm -hmm. let me let me lock in real quick too. Yeah, yeah. So like like I'm saying, that was that was a good. That's the one. That's the exact one I was gonna say. And you you blessed me that day. <laughs> I was I was I had it. I was like, oh yeah. And I and I knew I did that on purpose because when we were warming up, I thought about saying something, but I'm like, oh, he feel me. I ain't got to say nothing. He, he feel me. I'm cool. I'm just going to keep running my little thing. I ain't going to pay him no attention. He better get out the gate because I'm getting out the <laughs> gate. But I'm getting out the gate. But, yeah. Definitely by far my favorite battle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think a part of me, you know, has to give you credit because it, – and it's a cheesy line. Mm -hmm. But you hear it all the time. Iron sharpens iron. Yep. And I felt like whether – this and this is how I personally feel. I don't care what the media says is the number one corner or who's the number one quarterback, the number one receiver. That has nothing to do with anything. Those are their opinions, their perspectives on the game of football. But when I go to practice every day and I hear we got one-on-one, -on -one, seven on seven, and I got you lined up next to me, mm -hmm. I will say that you, you were by far top two and not two, one of the best corners I have gone against because your preparation and your details are exquisite. And I remember, I think it was the first year after COVID. No, 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 during COVID when we came back in the summer mm -hmm. or the fall kind of. And I remember you said, hey man, you better watch out when you swing that arm because I know you're cutting in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I said, what? What do you mean you know I'm cutting in? He was like, yeah, every single time you swing out your arm, you're cutting in. 
or you're going to break down and do something. Mm-hmm. So you like, and after that incident happened, that moment happened, I said, yo, I got to really, I got to sharpen up my, my details because I'm, I'm not as good as I think I am. Yeah. And I think that humbled me, but it made me look forward to getting better. Cause then I remember the days that you said, Oh, you don't do the arm thing no more. Mm-hmm. Or you don't, you don't give tails. You don't rise up before like, mm-hmm. and I owe you that because it never, it did get pointed out to me, but you know, when a coach says it to you, it, it, it's it, a little different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a little different, but when a close peer who you go against every day says that to you, it really makes you, and, and he's joking. Like you're, yeah. you're clowning me about it. Mm-hmm. That makes, that makes you want to work a little bit harder to clean up those mm-hmm. details. And so, you know, I think, you've made me the complete receiver in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, with my own worth ethic and then also having somebody come for me every day and doesn't care what I did the, you know, last week, you know, or the game before you just come every day and you're ready to guard. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're ready to have a battle. I think that's, that's not something you see in every player. Yep. I think that's something that has to grow, but you came with it right off the bat because i will mention this and i've been waiting to mention this when did you come in 2017 right 18 18 2018 anthony johnson was one of the four freshman players to not redshirt let me repeat that again anthony johnson jr <laughs> was one of the four players not to redshirt coming in that's tough mm-hmm that is tough. You are what? Just maybe just turned 18? Maybe. Yep. And you're going against 22, 23, maybe 24-year-olds, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going in there and you have that mindset. So, I want to kind of go back in the past a little bit. What was it like coming in here at 18? Cuz you don't know what to expect when you're coming yeah. to a, a a Power 5 or any school in general. Yeah. You don't know what you're going to get out of it cuz you're only a freshman. Yep. Can you tell us some of the growing pains that you felt that helped you now, but maybe in the past you kind of just thought it was just life just kept on throwing the brick at you and you had to make something out of it? Um, I feel like for me coming in that freshman year, what allowed me to be able to be one of the four freshmen was my work ethic and my preparation, like you just previously talked about, like I prepare like no other, like I, I, and I still do to this day. Like I, I sold out on football, like call it what it is. There aren't many guys who are selling out on college football. Like I'm selling, like everything I do is for me to be the best version of myself, obviously off the field, but on the field. And for me, you know, what allowed me to be one of those four people was like, I, Friday nights, some guys in my class, they go out, I'm getting the edge. I'm out there, I'm out there in the, in the bursting, getting my drills in. Saturday, I'm watching film. Like I'm, I was just preparing, I prepared to play. I didn't prepare to come in in red shirt. You know, once I got here, I felt like that I knew that physically I could play on this level. That's the mindset that I had, whether I was a, was or was it was or wasn't? I was about about sixty five. <laughs> I was about about, people don't know this. I was one hundred and sixty pounds when I got here. Yeah. So like, just look what I'm at now. That's crazy. But Pushing yeah, two ten. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we get that down by two or five. But we two or five. Five pounds away. Yeah, five. Almost there. But um, 
Yeah, my preparation and as far as like growing pains, you know, I feel like I did everything off the field to prepare. But at corner, you know, you learn everything the hard way at corner. You're going to have to hit your head to learn that corner. But the, the key is to not make the same mistake twice. So learn from that mistake. Now, that doesn't mean go and make 100 new mistakes. That means learn from that mistake and keep doing the things that you're doing well. Well, that's how I would put that. And, you know, you say that and you say, you know, a lot of players, you know, they don't they don't sell out into college football. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think more than ever that you just said that it's it's shown right now in college football, you know, for whatever reason, you know, NIL deals, yeah. all of that stuff, you know, it's all going on. Everybody's aware of it. But now, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, maybe maybe people's full intentions, you know, isn't getting completely better, maybe, in a sense. If you if you know if you understand what I'm saying. As in like, you know, it's now that school's offering me how yeah, much X, they're, Y, and Z. They're chasing their own thing. Because, you know, and I had someone really close to me, a mentor of mine, actually. He was my barber, yeah. Dexter. Uh, he's been cutting my hair since I was five years old. You mm -hmm. say, you know, my hair looked yeah, a little yeah, different when yeah, I came yeah, back. Yeah, you got, you got, you got me right. right. You, you got, got me right. right. <laughs> you know, he told me one thing that always stuck with me when I went to JUCO. He said, never chase the bag. Just chase the dream of playing the sport that you love. Yep. And everything else with doing that will follow. And, you know, I, I, I think that's I think that's important, you know, more than ever in today's society is to chase something that you love. And, you know, like you said, put yourself into it extremely mm -hmm. and watch what comes along with it when you're not worried about everything else. And you're just worried about doing that one thing that you love and that, you know, you can get better at and you can go through like. I think that's something that's super important to people maybe our age or maybe younger than us. Just chase the dream of yeah. wanting to be great or wanting to do something really good and everything else will follow. Everything else will come along with it. Cause when you're worried about one thing or, or you're worried about the, you know, the, the glitz and glamor that yeah. something can bring, yep. you get, it's easy to get lost in it. You get lost. And it's like, like coach say, it's like, are you trying to be somebody or are you trying to do something? And then it's like, okay, well, at 18, maybe up in the upper end of 22, it's kind of like when you get to the next level, okay. So you get an NIL deal. You get an NIL deal for, uh, let's just call it like 50K, right? Yeah. Well, as an 18 year old, 19, 20, 21, you got a 6 a.m. lift. Like, shoot, man, all right. Uh, I might miss that. I'm feeling good. Um, I don't know. I got some money in my account. I might sleep in. I'm straight. You know, I feel like it kind of it kind of hurts. You can come complacent yeah, because you, you think that that money is what makes yeah. that's your that's your value of who you are. Uh -huh. And I think that's 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 complete opposite. Yeah. That should make you want to work harder. Yeah, you got that 50k, but there's, you know, there's the for a receiver. There's the Tyreek Hills sign what 28. That's mm -hmm. the dream like mm -hmm. and to play in the NFL, to do what you always dreamed of when you were young, like that's the goal and everything else will come with that. So, you know, what you said is you you can just become complacent. It's easier yep. to come complacent when you're younger. Yep. So, you know, I, I think I want to really finish off the show with, uh, you know, something important. 
and you know, and it's important to you because I believe in manifestation. Mm -hmm. I believe in you know believing in yourself, mm -hmm. and everything else will come with it as long as you believe in yourself. So, I want you to give us, you know, I know team. Team here is very important. Yeah. Do not get me wrong at all. Yeah, for sure. Right. Team first. Everything else is second. But I want to hear some personal goals of yours for this season. What do you hope to accomplish as a safety, a leader, a man? You know, anything that you feel like you want to accomplish. Okay. Lay it out here, man, so we can have it in uh so we can have it, you know. Okay. So first, personally, you know, I'm at a point where I don't want to be good anymore. I don't want to be elite. I want to be the best. That's that's where I'm at. I want to be the best. And and that settles itself for as whether stats or whatever, I want to be the best. As a leader, I want to be able to take this program to new heights. I want to be able to pick people up. I want to. I want to be able to push people. I want. I don't want to be able to push them through adversity. I want. To, I want them to challenge adversity. I want them to dominate adversity. I want. I just want to be there for for y'all, my teammates, and give everything I can to help y'all be successful and you you guys you know it's a, a relationship work both ways so you guys help me be successful successful and as a man you know i i feel like i just want to grow in all aspects you just continue to grow as a as a friend you know as a boyfriend and you know everything that that comes with so those man. are my goals what a great man yeah. what a great guy what a great football player yeah I'm, you know, extremely blessed to be able to interview you and not even interview, to just sit down and have yeah, a conversation combo. with you, man. It's it's humbling and it's a great experience. And, um, you know, I know Cyclone Nation, you know, wishes you nothing but the most you know, successful times in the near future. Yep. And uh, I just appreciate you sitting down here with me, taking some time out of your busy day and uh, just chopping it up with me, man. I appreciate being on the X5. First one. Yeah, this is going down the record. Yeah, books. first one. And first one. Mike, I say, will probably be the best one. It'll be very hard to top Anthony Johnson. But um, thank you guys for tuning in, man. I hope you guys have a great day. And uh, go Cyclones. And once again, the X Pod is on, and we are coming with straight heat. So yes, sir. Be ready, guys. Yes, sir.